Blog Talk Radio. In the mix. In the mix. We're online. 24-7. 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Oh, my God. I know you're going to dig this. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hey. I'm your host, T, and that's Lindsay Lenz. Lindsay, I'm sick. I'm getting sick. I can't do this. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I woke up this morning and I feel like I'm starting to get sick. I can't do it. I hate being sick. All right, well, say no more. All right, y'all. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was your Valentine's Day? Let's start there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, you know I'm single as a pink, single as a prinkle. I ain't okay, got nobody. You, know I mean? you still can't have a good Valentine's Day. What is wrong with y'all thinking like you can't do anything when you're whoa, single? I said whoa. Relax. I didn't ever say, dang. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you you was doing your whole, you know, what is my, me black woman cry thing, you know. What? <laughs> nah, Girl, my, I can't my do nothing. Day. Don't nobody love me. No, <laughs> I didn't do? say that. I just said I was single. Um, all I did, you know, it was me, food, and work. You know, those my, that was my two Valentines right there. So, uh, yeah. yeah. What about you? you I'm know, wrong with being married to the paper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The paper, you know, we go we go way back. So, you know, we good relationship. I seen you out there. Lindsay was popping everybody over here, flying oh. helicopter, private jet. Oh, it wasn't nothing. Oh, oh. Good, you know, you go loud there. You go loud there. Don't don't do that. No, don't do that. Um, no, it was nice. I can't lie. Um, you know, I started off with a little massage, which was like mm. <laughs> a bomb. <laughs> Um, got surprised with a little helicopter ride, which was awesome, and then ended at like you know seafood restaurant. So it was it was pretty good. I can't lie. <laughs> so mm, got I'm jealous. Fellas, he's setting the bar. He's setting the bar high, ain't he? Dang, he's setting the yeah, bar high. Yeah, that that one is almost like mm, yeah, you probably can't top that one. Like the next thing, we'll probably we were saying like we have to be like some you know mile high club jet style because yeah, but. Hey, I'm right. grateful, so. <laughs> but anywho, in other news, let's dive into these Grammys, because before Valentine's Day and all of this, I was already in my emotions and getting all lovey-dovey over just, like, uh, these performances, like, artists showing love for each other. It was just, like, literally the cutest thing ever. Like, what was your favorite moment about the Grammys? Um, Twitter, for real. Twitter, because, you know, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter goes in Back. during the Grammys. So, like, I can watch the Grammys through Twitter and just seeing how Twitter reacted to, like, Rihanna giving side eyes and, like, giving shade, like, ooh. I mean, but the part, <laughs> besides Twitter, the actual Grammys, I think was when Chance the Rapper won some Grammys. You know, he, oh, yeah. he's always humble about it, so I, I think I like that the most. What about you? Um, I definitely, of course, I love Beyonce's performance. That was a given. The fact that she was <laughs> pregnant and, like, could lean back in the chair, though. Like, you got to think about when you're pregnant, you're like, let me think of some ways I can, like, be creative and, you know, stuff like that. So, for her to do that, it was, like, pretty cool. 
Um, and I but really liked Adele's performance. No, it was real. Like, she really was, like, leaning back in the chair. It was kind of like a, um, I guess they created, like, this kind of automatic chair that, like, leaned back, I guess, to a certain part of the song or whatever. But it was super cool. Um, and then Adele's mm. performance, I really loved. Like, the one thing that made me upset is that a lot of people were, like, I guess, going in on her about having to, you know, start the song over. Yeah, because when she started out, like, she was off key. Um, like, before, well, before we get to the key part. But, yeah, she was singing, um, like, a tribute to George Michael. But, like, it's Adele. So, first of all, when she started over, that's a boss move. If you already know something is not about to, you know, continue on and sound the way it should be, for you to be like, no, I'm going to do this right for this person. And then when she mm-hmm. came back, like, literally killed it. And even the people I was watching it with was like, wow, like, I felt that. Like, she's an amazing like artist and you know she's still in her 20s that's the craziest thing about what? it you would think adele yeah, really you would think she's like, in her she's 30s like 40 or something no, no adele no, is, is so wow no, 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 you're good like she's just very very soulful and you know like you were saying about her speeches to beyonce um you know when she was accepting her grammy awards and for y'all who don't know the grammys is you know for the past almost decade and some change basically discriminated against, like, African-Americans who were more than deserving of their awards. So it was, like, every blue moon they would give, you know, somebody like Chance the Rapper or, like, Kanye West um, a Grammy. And that's why if you see a lot of artists when they're drinking out of it and, you know, ripping it in half and stuff, they don't, you know, really, mm-hmm. I guess, hold the value of it as great anymore because it's like you're not going to give it to us anyway and you already know everybody right, else right, is boycotting right. it. Um, but, yeah, she was just basically saying how, she looks up to Beyonce and she admires her and how Lemonade inspired her so much. And what uh, I expect is that you could tell it was a genuine moment. Like, it was no shade or, you know, it wasn't like, oh, a You didn't did think it was, like, even, too much? No, because even Beyonce started tearing up. And I think Adele, one thing you can tell about Adele is she's a real person. So if she knows something is going on where somebody just as great, you know, should have got an award, too, or, you know, she's surprised that that person didn't beat her. I think she was like, you know what, let me pay respect to this person because they don't even know how, like, phenomenal they are. And don't get me wrong, Adele is more than deserving as well. Like, her album was Mm. fire too. But I think with Beyonce and where a lot of people were upset that she didn't win is because of the fact of, like, she's had a whole tour. Mind you, she's clearly been pregnant. Um, She basically started a movement, but she hit on a lot of cultural, like, biases and um, discrimination that a lot of people you know, we're dealing with this past, like, year or right. two, and, I mean, just in general. So I think that was Adele's whole take on it. Like, you literally started a revolution and, you know, taught people to stand up for themselves and, you know, just to be powerful. So I thought that was, like, really sweet of her and just their whole connection was super cute. But I got some inside tea as to why, apparently, Beyonce didn't win these Grammys. Now, oh. apparently, mm-hmm. the people on the board for the Grammys or whatever – had an issue with her, I guess, trying to step into different genres musically because they felt like she was trying to, I guess, take over the Grammys and win in every category. So that's kind of why they, like, dubbed those, I guess, opportunities away from her. But to me, that's so petty. Like, if she has the capability to do songs in different genres, and especially on an album, who are you to tell Mm -hmm. her, like, oh, no, well, that's not fair. If she's able to execute it, I don't see the problem because not everybody can cross over to different genres and then still make a hit song. So, right. I mean, that just sounds like being a hater, you know, because you just don't want her to be great. But I don't know. Do you think that was, like, fair on their part or? They're just hating. We all know yeah. they hate. I mean, what else does it say about it? They're just haters. They, 
I don't. They don't give people who deserve the awards like you said. They don't give it to them. They just haters. Maybe we should do a petition or have like a. Um, I don't know. I guess we yeah, have probably a petition to see if they can get changed, change the rotation of people every year who who makes those decisions or something. Since they all think they know right. it all, when the community right. think they're wrong. So. Mm. Exactly. You can look. Honestly, you can look to Twitter to see who's starting a movement. And not saying, right. like, don't get me wrong. Like, Adele's tickets for her concerts were, like, 600-plus, and literally every Jeez. show was, like, sold out. Like, sold out. So, granted, yeah, she started a movement as well, but, I mean, if you're just talking about somebody who tapped into pretty much every avenue and every culture and really was trying to, like, spark a change, I think that's the, the big thing about it is kind of, like, how can you not give that person credit, you know? Right. But Well... You know. Lizzie, I got a little, I got a little thing for you, a little fun fact. I don't know if you knew about Beyonce's um, outfit. The reason she chose that particular outfit, you know, showing her belly and everything. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm getting at right now? You know what it represented? No, tell me, tell me. It was um, that outfit represented an African goddess. Um, I can't say the name, so I'm just gonna leave it at African goddess because the name is so outrageous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the goddess represents beauty, love, prosperity, order. And fertility, it fits lemonade, it fits lemonade just because of, not just because of the yellow, but the twelve progressing chapters of lemonade, which were intuition, denial, anger, um, accountability, reformation, for, forgiveness, hope, redemption, and so much more. And now she's pregnant. So that's, that's so a awesome. little fun fact for you. Yeah, but she didn't that's know cool. that. Huh? But see, but do you see what I'm saying? Like she takes every like every thought in her head is like perfectly calculated where it's like okay i'm gonna think of this down to the t like i'm gonna have this outfit match this or we're gonna perform this to go with this song and this movie like you know you could just tell everything she does is so well thought out so congratulations to her anyway because she still did get a grammy um and definitely congratulations to adele though um you know it was definitely a bomb night and even bruno mars like like i gradually am like really falling in love with bruno like i already was a big fan but he did Yo, this he amazing Prince tribute. Oh, my God, yes. he killed it. He, and I'm glad they didn't do Purple Rain, and that's no shade, but, like, they do that for every award show. Like, Prince has plenty of songs, y'all, plenty. Like, I get that that's the, like, staple one. But, yeah, I was just so happy to see that. And even his, um, you know, performance of That's What I Like, like, it's just it's mm-hmm. soulful as well. Like, they just really bring back, I guess you could say, music of, like, the older generation and just, like, re- like I don't know, they revitalize it. It's just. It's awesome to see because, like, everybody literally had pure talent, you know. Yeah, this I think this year's Grammys <clears throat> was a uh, was a great. I say great. It was a good Grammys, and it was good yeah. to see. Yeah, I think overall, I give it an eight out of ten. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. So let's dive into some other stuff. So speaking of relationships and people bonding, obviously in the rap world, that seems to be an issue for some people. Mm-hmm. So why are Walker and Gucci beefing? Because I could have sworn that whole thing was over. Well, they're beefing again. Excuse me, I'm told you I'm a little sick of here losing my voice. Um, oh, my God. oh stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are we throwing shade? Come on, can I can it's I be okay, a human sorry. for one? No, what? Yeah, anyway. thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, go ahead. Oh, there you go. Walker. So Walker did an interview. And then, you know, the topic of Gucci came up. And for some reason, you know, he was just saying that, you know, whatever happened back in the day, when they were together, you know, that was back in the day, helpful for the careers. But now I ain't the same. Y'all need to stop that. We're not the same people no more. 
And let me ask you a question. That's what he says. Let me ask you a question. When the last time you seen Gucci in East Atlanta? When the last time you see him make a video since he got out in East Atlanta? I'm just saying, you know, I ain't throwing no shots, but I'm just letting now, you know. I don't know. I'm exposing people right about now. about East Atlanta, but Gucci's been, like, since he got out, he's been in a lot of places in Atlanta, though. I don't know about East specifically, because I don't, you know, know his life. Well, he's he talking about like, the hood. Every he's other talking week. about the hood. That don't count. If you ain't coming back to the roof. So but how does walking know, if they're not even that cool, how does he know whether or not, you know, Gucci's been around? What is he asking around people, like, hey, you think Gucci never, like, I just don't see why he cares, you know? Like, this is another one of situations where, like, Somebody's at the top right now as far as, like, where they're at musically and career-wise. And, you know, he just got out of jail. And then now it's like, oh, well, he ain't paying homage to his area. He honestly, like, okay, it's one thing to have, you know, respect for your fans and make music for them. Okay, cool. That's your job. But to make somebody feel like they have to, you know, go back and, like, talk to every last, you know, person when this person is literally just trying to get his career back started. So he's making appearances globally because, like, Gucci's not just an East Atlanta artist, let's be clear. Like, he might have started there, but he has fans other places, too. And then, you know, the people who are obviously closest to him or who were loyal as far as, like, friendships goes, that's probably who he makes, you know, sure he spends most of his time with. Like, supposedly when he got out, like, he didn't even tell anybody or try to go see, like, a whole bunch of his family. Like, he literally went off with his girl and, like, just isolated himself, like, so, I mean, just give him some slack. You know what I mean? Don't it just seem like he's just trying to bag on him and he, he just got out, like, walking? What's the problem? You were doing Love and Hip Hop. Nobody was raining on you. Well, I, I'm just saying, he he was like, yo, I didn't watch the full interview, but I watched, like, a good enough. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to expose people. I'm just exposing people. I'm keeping it real. I ain't want these fake N-words out here. I'm going to keep it real out here. I'm exposing people. So, right. I, I don't know, man. Maybe, you know, maybe he throwing shots for a reason. Maybe he want to start some beef. Then hit a, you know, hit a beef. A beef track, maybe get him back relevant again. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, who knows? But I mean, I, I don't see why walking with those shots. But just watching that interview, you could see the energy. Like he was like fed up about something. I don't know what it was, but he seemed a little tight. I just think at this point, if y'all not about to get back cool again, y'all really just shouldn't even speak on each other, honestly, because it's like it's one of those things where like. If somebody has beef with you or whatever, and then you keep every two seconds have that person's name in your mouth, it's like you clearly mm. feel away and you care way more than necessary. Like, if y'all not going to handle it or whatever, it needs to be, like, over and done with. You know, like, what else needs to be said? You think Beyonce or, you know, any of these other, like, R&B artists who are at the top, like, got all this kind of time to just be beefing with people? Come on now. Right. I'm just well. saying, Walker need to, you know, find his, like, he has his own lane, obviously. But just, you know, mm-hmm. find himself, revamp it, and keep it pushing. But he can't deny just the same way with everybody else. Like, that Gucci obviously is, like, a pivotal, fixed, like, like person in, in, like, the rap game. Like, you just can't really deny that. And I think the fact that so many people respect him and look up to him, I feel like it kind of bothers Walker to some extent. And I don't know the, you know, inner situations of, oh, who really moves and shapes for who. But, I mean, at the end of the day, his music obviously is touching people. So... You can't really compete with that. For you, for That's you. Enough. Well, why, you know, while we're on the topic of interviews, I know you've seen that Jim Jones interview, that emotional, inspirational, whatever you want to call it interview. <laughs> that man was going in. After everybody clowned him all weekend about being at uh, the Rock Nation party and him, <laughs> they, like, kept clowning him, basically making him seem like the outsider. I felt so bad, but... <laughs> why? Yeah, what I, happened well, with the interview? 
for everyone who didn't know, you know, Jim Jones um, dropped some news. He signed with Jay-Z and Rock Nation. And then, you know, he talked about Dipset. And then when uh, the conversation about him, his relationship with uh, Cameron came up, you know, he started tearing up, saying, you know, they fight. That's what brothers do. You know, it was always competitive. You know, they push each other. But when one person made a hot single, I mean a hot single, a hot burst, he was like, I want to be better than him. He was like, I always called him a trash, a trash ass N word, and he called me a trash ass N word. <laughs> then he was like, every day, you know, we used to rock the same clothes. He'd be like, yo, you a bum ass N word. And then he'd be like, oh, no, you a bum ass N word. I'm going to come back out tomorrow with fresh gear to you. Then they were just going back oh and he God. was just talking about how their relationship is always like beef, but it's brotherly beef mm-hmm. where they push each other and, you know, they never let it get to the point where they wouldn't have each other's back. Like they got in a fight. He gonna jump in and back him up no matter what. Then he was talking about it. It, just, it was a deep interview. It's fifteen minutes long, fifteen to twenty minutes. So if you got twenty minutes out your day, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> go watch it. But he, I mean, he was just winning. He was like, no one knows what he's been through. He's battling through his twenties and and thirties when people left him by himself. But Cameron was there. You know, they got into some trouble with some guns, firing guns in the protective order for Cam. They went on trial. It's just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's so much. I didn't got yeah. this show 45 minutes long. We ain't got time to be talking through all that. Y'all just watch the link. Perfect. We'll drop it on our Twitter page and IG and Facebook. And y'all just watch it there. Y'all really want to get hit. And you know what's crazy? I, I really hope this, like, whole him signing with Rock Nation thing works out for him because a lot of people, and they made this mistake when trying to sign with Young Money, like, they assume – Signing with a major, you know, label means you about to pop and that your music's going to be fire. Like, you know, you got to bring something to the table, too. Yeah, y'all going to have your little ghostwriters or whatever, but that's only half the the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a lot of people on Young Money, like Mystical or like Busta Rhymes, who, like, mm-hmm. came out for a little hot second, and now we haven't heard anything else. Christina Million tried to sign with them. You haven't really heard much, but, I mean, she had her own little thing going on anyway, so that worked out for her, but... Right. Just, just know if you sign, you still have to work and you still have to have input because your creativity and what you're trying to bring to the table is also half of the bill. So I hope they come out with something. You know, if Fat Joe was able to come back with all the way up and you know really put New York on the map, like maybe maybe there's hope for them. We'll see. Well, all right. Before we go on that topic, real quick, I do got to mention he came at Max B. For everyone who didn't know, they've been beefing since '07. He said, mm-hmm. and I quote, "He could die where he stands." But I ain't got time to talk about a person in jail. Then he says, you violate me a certain type of way, that's for life. Let's see how long it takes him for him to come out. If he comes out, I'm still into it. I'm going to bust his ass. Oh, <laughs> Dang, okay. Jim. Um, if you grow, man, <laughs> right, you got to let that point. go. Well, <laughs> right, please, Jim, come on. Chrissy hits in here waiting to get married, and you over here beefing with grown men. Like, like I never understood that. How old are you? That you be from a grown man, if they're not messing up your paper, seriously, like, okay, I get the whole pride and respect me and my thoughts. That's cool. But at the end of the day, you're grown. You have, like, a girl who loves you, family around you, who supports you, and now you're signed with Rock Nation. Like, there has to be, like, bigger things that can be an issue, like maybe physical health, stuff that normal people deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just get over yourself. I can't. But let's let's dive into sports because enough of these petty beefs. I don't even have time. <laughs> well, no, we go, since we can still talk about some beef while we're on the topic of beef. Let's hop into this KD and Russell Westbrook beef. Well, everyone, I'm pretty sure 95% of people watched this game over this past Saturday. 
But KD finally returned to OKC. And it was a blowout. But Russell had mm-hmm. his. He got off. And then towards, maybe I say the third, end of the third, middle of the fourth, Russell, you know, was going at KD. And the timeout goes by. Then Russell said and something. Funny. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm coming. I'm coming. Head shaking. And then supposedly, from the people who was in, actually at the game in the crowd, heard KD, he was like, you're losing, bro. You're losing. You, that was his comeback. You're losing. Like, for what? You're losing. And it, I mean, it, it, it was just a lot going on at that game. And then his mother, Katie's, Katie's mother, spoke out after the game, said it shouldn't be like that. Uh, you know, he yeah. put a lot of blood and sweat and tears into that arena, to that, you know, that community. And people call him, mm-hmm. you know, cupcake, you know, pussy and all this other stuff. She was just upset about it. And she was upset in the way her son handled himself on the court as well, trying to get into it, you know, with some other players on OKC, when they used to be brothers. You know, mamas don't play that crap. Maybe like, hey, you know, my, hey, mamas but... don't play that at all. That's crazy. People, but see, to me, it's funny. People always do that. And then when a person is great or something really good happens, then they're like, oh, no, but I still stay the fan with this person. Like, so I wouldn't even honestly trip off of that because at the end of the day, they still about to pay for tickets to come see you play, so... They can do all that if they want to. Because they did the same thing to LeBron when he left for the Heat. Like, all of these people in Cleveland, like, hated him so bad and stuff. But it's just, as soon as he came back, boy, they was, oh, LeBron, we love you. Like, to me, that's just as much as, like, a fake friendship where people all of a sudden they hate you. But let your behind get a little ounce of money. Oh, girl, you know, I was just in my feelings. No, girl, you good. Back. Nah, that, that, they ain't feeling that way about KD. <laughs> hey, 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 out here, they talking about, uh-uh, uh-uh, FKD. But, I mean... But they was calling him boy. They was like, go back away. Like, go back, boy. You know? And Draymond Green stepped up. And okay, said that's going like, too much. Yeah, they was like, yo, no matter what type of fan you are, you don't need to take it that far. Slave days are over. And that's that's kind of, that's really disrespectful to tell somebody, go back, boy. Like, why are you taking it that far? It's Odin. And at the end of the day, like, you still paid to watch him play. So, at the end <laughs> right. of the day, who really won? <laughs> You still almost broke the bank just to go see this man play. So ask me if he should even care what you got to say. Like, and it's sad that people have to kind of shut people out when they say negative things. But it's like, man, at the end of the day, y'all putting food on my table, so it's cool because y'all, I'm still about to eat. I don't know what y'all doing, but uh, y'all not about to stop me. Because at the end of the day, if he's a good player, he's getting played regardless. And it, like, you know, it doesn't even matter if like, mm-hmm. oh, people necessarily love him and this, that, and the third. Because that's not how sports works. Maybe in like the music industry, cool, but with sports. If you're good, you're good. Like, for God's sakes, look at Floyd Mayweather. So many people hate him, but Floyd still got paid. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, matter of fact, speaking of hate, let's get on this topic then. Charles Oakley got thrown out of the Madison Square Garden. No um, He got into an altercation. He would say he was just sitting down, Ooh, minding his business, when people kept staring at him. And it was, you know, jawing back and forth. And next thing you know, here comes security. And... He, he really gave me, like, an old man who didn't get the right coffee vibes. Like, he just was – he was just getting pushed around and pushing people. Like, he was just so angry. Like, he's like that girl in the club that's so drunk and, like, don't touch me. I got it. Like, it just was a lot. Like, I was like, why is he so angry? But then what made it worse, he's pissed. Like, he's pushing all these Caucasian men. So, it's kind of like, you already knew how this was about to go. But it's just like, what are you – what's going on? I was just so confused. But, like, everybody – literally right. like changed direction and started looking at this man like what what was the whole reason for that he said he was sitting there for four minutes 
he didn't say anything. He swore on his mother. They came over there and wanted to know why he was sitting there. He said he bought his ticket, and then he said, why do you guys keep staring at me? Then they asked me to leave, and he said, I'm not, I'm not leaving. And that's what you see in the video on social media when he put that finger and pushed that guy's head out the way like it was a, a bobblehead oh or something. God. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so the, the owner of the Knicks banned him, but then yesterday, or the day before yesterday, he um, changed his mind and invited Charles Oakley to have dinner with him and come to a game. Interesting. So obviously there's more behind this than we realize because you don't go from just banning to be like, you know what, never mind, let me invite you back. It was a mistake. But my thing is, why do why if you are if you're a legendary, your Hall of Fame like there, why are you treating your, your legendary players like that? Why are they buying tickets? They paved right. the way. Like they put New York on the map. I'm not saying New York was on the map, but they, they put a lot of blood, sweat, tears. They they're well known. And mm-hmm. you're gonna charge them a ticket? If I'm that good, I want you to come in there. If you see me, you know my face. Oh, come on, Mr. Oakley. Here's a seat for you. Here's some food for you. Here's whatever. Like, don't betray me like that. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's almost like unless you're, like, a commentator or something like that, like, feel like once you're out, they really just treat you like a stepchild unless you've, you know, been this ultimate legend and you've done, you know, some amazing things, like, along the way. And not saying he hasn't. not trying to discredit him. But it seems like it's really hard for them to still pay you respect. Like, in the same with football, it's kind of like, oh, if you're not like, for example, like a Tom Brady or something, you're not really going to see people like, oh, yeah, let me look out for you in this and the third because you now you don't offer value for them anymore. Like, before it was like, okay, you were bringing me money to these games. Like, you were filling up the seats. Cool. But now it's just like, mm, mm. we're good, you know. Well, a couple of those, matter of fact, while you're on Tom Brady, a couple of the players in the Patriots aren't going to the White House. And they're making a big controversy of that. But let's not forget, Tom didn't go see Obama at the White House either. Exactly. But we're going we exactly. to keep y'all updated with that on Twitter and Instagram. So y'all hit us on there. Uh, we run out of time. So, Lindsay, take us home with some good word of the day. Okay. <clears throat> let's see. A quick question before we do that. So, like, yeah. did he say what his reasoning uh, – well, did some of the players say what their reasoning was for not going – like, because I still want to know what was Tom's excuse for not going to see Obama and his petty so. Right, right. Well, I mean, it was four players from the Patriots. Um, I'm not going to tell you the names because y'all got to go on our Twitter and Instagram. But uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did that. But they said they, um, they just had political differences with Trump, and that's the reason why they didn't want to show up to the White House. That's so, so petty. I mean, not, not that. I'm talking about the Obama one, oh. Petty. I don't see how Tom Brady would have had political differences with him where he didn't want to show up. But I don't know, because that's interesting. Giselle, um, which is Tom Brady's wife, has spoke out and basically saying that she and Tom weren't Trump supporters. But I'm like, girl, please, like, it's too late. We already know it's good. Right, yeah. But I digress. But this week's verse is going to come from Psalms 89, verses 13 through 15. And it says, you have a mighty arm. Your hand is strong, and your right hand is exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before your face, and blessed are the people who learn to acclaim you. They walk in the light of your presence, Lord. So keep that with you throughout the week. Obviously, definitely check in, you know, with our Twitter. Tune in. Um, You know, let us know what's going on, or if there's something you want us to speak about, or you have an opinion on anything we spoke on today, like, feel free to reach out to us. Terrence, you got anything for the people before we head out? 
No, y'all have a blessed week. And uh, tune in tonight to Mix Wednesdays with DJ Nelly Nell. That's all I got, Lindsay. All right, y'all. Much love. Y'all have a blessed day.